mystery. The unknown, it's what supports the tension of a relationship. You're angry. No, the what if factor. Marie. 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 Oh, he's so sensitive. He's romantic. Betty Sweet, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. When he's not being an emotional fucking terrorist. Oh. <laughs> I love the way you see the world, Marie. You are by far the most excruciating, difficult, stubbornly obnoxious woman I've ever met in my entire life. I fucking love What you. if there's someone who loved them better? Give me your pain. Give me your sorrow. Tell me why it hurts. I will carry you. Malcolm, I feel like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again. It's until you're about to lose someone that you finally pay attention. Well, what is it, Marie? What do you want? Really? Do you want to go there? Yes. Okay. I will carry you. I will carry you. You want control because you can't imagine the reason I'm with you is because I love you. Everything that you've been through, everything, that's what made you you. The girl that I love, the girl that I fuck with. I will carry you. All I wanted tonight was thank you, Malcolm. That is it. You know that I'm thankful. You know that I made a mistake. So why turn it into something more? Because it's about how you see this relationship. Look at me. I'm the last person standing. I will carry you. Hold on to me for dear life. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Carefree Black Nerd CBN Movie Night. I am your host, Rain Coleman. This podcast is a Carefree Black Nerd movie club where we will review, critique, and discuss movies both nostalgic and current. And today I have with me none other than the illustrious April Danielle, the phenomenal, the magnificent, <laughs> the uh, what what is it, the the uh, the pod whisperer, the the connector of podcast. <laughs> oh shoot! Yes, the infinity gauntlet of podcast. No, <laughs> so um, you may have heard her voice most recently on Lovecraft Country Review. Lovecraft Aftermath Episode 3 Holy Ghost That link will be in the show notes So make sure to give that a listen Today we're discussing the recently released Soon to be in my opinion Cult classic Malcolm and Marie Please give you Let the folks hear you What's up Hey thanks for having me again I love coming on here Talking with you Rain Yes, we're plugging folks together. Virtually. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So this yes. is April Danielle. Um, I was on a f- episode before with Rain, and I appreciate him having me back. <laughs> um, we're going to discuss Malcolm Marie's. Oof. See what what's going on. Oof. I've been seeing the, the tweets, <laughs> the tweets and the posts and the memes. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to discuss everything with yes. Malcolm Marie. I'm, I'm excited. Good, good, good. Yes. Oh my God. So, um, just as a heads up, everyone listening, this is the season finale of Carefree Black Nerd CBN Movie Night. It doesn't mean it's going away. It's just the first season is concluding. I figured there was not a better movie 
to end it on than this one. <laughs> now, uh, before getting started, I want everyone under the sound of our voices to use the hashtag CBN Movie Night, CBN Movie Club. Pick your choose, which one. Um, and let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. What are your thoughts, some of your opinions? If we ask the question of each other, answer them with that hashtag. In the comments, over on Twitter, and all that good stuff, please, please make this a conversation. So, ah, uh, Malcolm and Maria. First of all, I've been calling this Malcolm and Maria. Um, like, this, <laughs> it, it just rolls off the tongue. I don't know why, but that's not the name of this movie. <laughs> um, let's see. So, a director and his girlfriend's relationship is tested after they return home from his movie premiere and await the critics' response. So, this movie, for those of you in the future, was released on February 5th, 2021, so not too long ago. The budget was an estimated $2.5 million. Uh, the director, Sam Levinson, I believe I'm saying it right, also um, developed the screenplay, as well as produced the film, along with Ashley Levinson and Kevin Turin, T-U-R-E-N, I believe that's right. Um... It is the synopsis, smoldering tensions and painful revelations push a filmmaker and his girlfriend towards a romantic reckoning. The cast includes Zendaya, who plays Marie, and John David Washington, who plays Malcolm. Who, um, so any general thoughts? Like when you, when did you first find out about this movie? So over the summer, whenever um, I think uh, Zendaya had tweeted or made an announcement mm -hmm. that you know she had made a film in quarantine, okay, using her own money, you know, they <laughs> shot it in a couple days, yeah. you know, a few days, very low, uh, low key. So mm -hmm. that was a very excited for that. Whenever she had tweeted that, mm -hmm. and that it was her with, um, of course, uh, Mr. John David. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Of course, we wanted to see that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was excited. I was excited when she was, uh, you know, announced that back yes. in the summer. Yes. 2020 summer. Who see, and I'm late to the game because I didn't know about it that early. I recently, mm -hmm. like right at the new year, maybe end of December, but right at the new year, I saw images and then I saw, I saw a few other things and I didn't really know what I was looking at and then Netflix released their... Um, like January and February was coming to Netflix. And I was like, nah, I don't know where the hell I've been, but this <laughs> is right up my fucking alley. I, mm -hmm. I if y'all can't tell, I love this damn film. So <laughs> I'm letting you know that's how I feel. As I, it, it felt so, it, it felt so, I don't want to say nostalgic, but that's the best word for it but nostalgic for a specific type of film. Like when I watched this, I thought Love Jones. Like I thought, I, I thought like that classic black 90s feel. Ah, so, oh shit. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Okay. Um. So yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of hate for it. A lot of people aren't <sighs> like me just because, I don't know if it's be. <sighs> Well, I mean, from what I've been seeing, it's mm -hmm. because of they consider it's just a movie of two people arguing. It's a, a lot of people saying it's triggering them, Ugh. which a lot of folks have been through a lot of toxic <laughs> ass Right, right. Um, I mean, which this is, but it's also a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think the reason why I like it is one. Yes, I see the, you know, toxic relationship and all that. Yeah. I've been both 
Malcolm and Marie. Okay. But I think if you haven't gone through that, you don't see the beauty of it in the end. Like mm-hmm. how it's one, one, just how it's shot. I keep saying that the third co-star is the house, the yes. killer house. Yes. Which is, the house is beautiful. Come on. Um, the setting, the scene, the blocking, you know, the fact that it was shot in black and white. I love that. Come on. Um, so people are missing a lot of the little things mm-hmm. or, you know, that you're supposed to take away from the movie and just, you know, focusing on, oh, they just arguing the whole time. It's just a black couple <laughs> arguing. You know, they ain't got to do <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think if they look at it a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. they would actually like it if they watch it again. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, no, we're in the same boat, and you know, you like what you like. Some people might not like it, sure, but for the, I'm, I agree with you a hundred percent. There are, it is such a beautiful like character study of like not even just the relationship within the film, but the film work when i say that i mean the fact that you only have two people on screen the fact that in their the way the script is set up is done so well that even though i don't i haven't seen this movie that malcolm has made i'm getting the parts i need from that movie like right i it's it's just because i think i feel like a lesser show or movie would have maybe shown his movie and that's not necessary for these this this peek into these people's real lives like the, oh mm-hmm. i i like the dialogue and the monologues right you mm-hmm. know it tells the story of the movie through their story so yes. you don't even need, need to see it oh my right. god it's it's yeah every turn every little confrontation was is oh, i'm just ah I'm just, I'm into it. So I'm having to figure out, like, I'm in here thinking, like, who's right, who's wrong. And ultimately, I feel like they're both right and they're both wrong. But there is, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there might be a major, you could fall either way, but I, I feel like one of them, you could say, is the the real big bad. Not by much, but, like, the one who, I don't know, I'm just interested to see. Wait, so who, are you, who are you saying? Like, go ahead and say it. Who, who, who do you feel is the aggressor? So, I feel like, honestly, after consuming the entire piece, I feel like I'm of two minds. I want to say Malcolm is wrong. Malcolm is the one in the wrong. But there were some revelations that made me be like, oh, fuck, no, he's not wrong because everything is not just about Marie. But at the same time, Marie is with you at the opening, not Kiki from the hotel room with the hot tub. So even if every single, if five out of the 10 things are about other women and not Marie, she's still the one on your arm this night. So I felt like a simple, I love you, baby. Thank you for being here with me tonight. I feel like that the overall who's wrong. I feel like it was him. It's like, and, and I get that he may have been wrapped up in a moment, but my thing is, like she said, you think 120 other people and not the motherfucker right. you came with? Like, I, And not me, your girlfriend of five I, years who may or may not have inspired the yeah. movie. <clears throat> yeah. And so, at first I thought she was, okay, my thoughts, <laughs> I, I was the same way. I was going back and forth because okay. I was like, 
know, I see me and Marie and myself in both as well and i feel like marie held off even if you could say oh well the attitude she was given she still never said anything she didn't initiate the conversation and if it to the way i perceived it is malcolm had a guilty conscience because Mm -hmm. of course there we go and he was very much it's like almost egging her on like like what do you if, if she says no, you've been with her long enough to know that she is actually upset. Right. So, by you pushing and her telling you no, I feel like, like, y'all not new to this. Y'all know each other. You're able to push these buttons. Mm-hmm. So, you constantly trying to get her to admit that something's wrong instead of just enjoying your night, letting her give you your peace, and then revisiting it some other time. Like, you... I, I don't, yeah, once you open Pandora's box, it's I mean, open. And basically, once they opened it, they both was like, well, fuck it. We yeah, going there. we here now. <laughs> we going there. And they was hitting each other with some slugs. Oh, my Ooh. God. I'm like. I was like, Ugh. Like, some of the stuff he said, I was like, all right, you know, we finna fight. We finna, I'm not about violence, but we finna fight. Yeah. We fight. Yeah. Yeah. She said, like, I know as a man, and it's big about men not feeling emasculated. Mm-hmm. She emasculated the hell out of him on yeah. some of the stuff she said. Yeah. Like, Ooh, child. They are toxic. And, but that is the whole codependent relationship. Like, that they that's what it is. It's a <laughs> codependent relationship. 
they both need each other for both in both toxic ways that they mm-hmm. shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's how it works. Yeah. Because you can see the unstableness, you know, the up and down, the hurt. You know, one minute they're fighting, the next minute they're okay, laughing and stuff, and then they go back to fighting. Mm-hmm. But they love that shit. Mm-hmm. And some couples like that. They just love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how they work. Oh, yeah, you, you said it. You said it. That's that's what it was. It's, it's toxic. It's back and forth. And the uh, I like this mainly because I, I can't recall us getting, and now not to say it isn't out there, but a story, movie, TV show, whatever, like this, you get the arguing. Okay, look at Tyler Perry movies. Why did I get married? You get Tasha and Marcus arguing. But you're getting this very serious conversation arguments this other side of two black people that is it's made in a way that doesn't feel like caricature it doesn't feel like um you're attaching stereotypes it feels like the movie that he malcolm was making where he said um hell why does everything i do have to be political why can't i just be making a story about a woman trying to get clean whereas like it's not look at this drug addict uh welfare girl and this deadbeat black man it's like this is just another in the way that lovecraft gave us a supernatural black story where black people actually survive at the end i feel like this is a needed movie like we need this i i actually showing a black woman who is addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. but not showing her to drugs Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like we got the picture without them having to do the grotesque you know uh right of showing it of her you know being out in the gutter or Mm -hmm. whatever else you know they showed her on the other side which i appreciated like we didn't need to see another black woman um you know in that situation or a black man uh, you know either yeah yeah and they were beautiful actually being right they're actually successful mm-hmm. black couple mm-hmm. that still has their their demons yeah hello their, yes <laughs> yeah and, and stuff that they need to work out even at the height of their success mm-hmm. there's always going to be something yeah god man i i Which made me think it made me think in that scene in their scenes in the bedroom i was just like thinking like how many you know, this is probably like a typical Hollywood night. It's like how many of these mm-hmm. actresses and actors and uh, celebrities that we idolize yeah. are behind closed doors having mm-hmm. these same arguments, have mm-hmm. these same ego, you know, ego maniacal mm-hmm. type personalities, you know, these uh, codependent personalities, yeah. things of that nature that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is probably a normal thing. Yeah. It's yeah. more normal than we think. And honestly, to your point, um, I watched the interview before uh, this, the movie premiered. Janelle Monet interview, Zendaya, um, JD, and oh god, uh, 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 that, that homeboy, homeboy, uh, the, the director, Sam. Golly, I don't know why I forgot that. But she's Sam Levinson. Yes, and so uh, what they all said pretty much is that Sam came up with an idea, and kind of pitched it to Zendaya and she was like okay yeah I'll um it sounds good but we need you know to get the right guy and then they reached out to JD I forget the details but ultimately it was a collaborative project between the three of them she said they spent time talking in this house together shooting stuff and it was like to summarize one of them would say okay well if Marie's upset and she's had this past and she's had this well let's change this it wasn't a this is a script figure it out she said, well, all of them said it was such a 
collaborative project that you have to be pulling on something. I can make up a story about a woman in New York who can fly, sure. But there will be elements in that story that I'm going to pull from my real everyday life. I think the Kiki story real. Mm. So. <laughs> Yo. Because you know he played for the Rams. He played for the St. Louis Rams. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a football running back before he got to acting. And so I think when he was, yeah, he had one of them St. Louis nights. Mm. Uh, he found him Kiki. They went to the pink slip. <laughs> Shout out East Saint. And uh, ended up back in a little hotel in that uh, heart-shaped tub. I think Kiki's a real-life situation that John David put in there. Man, uh, say. I was like, oh, that was a little too much on the head. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm not from St. Louis, but the way he <laughs> told that story, it felt like we're going to improvise some of these scenes. <laughs> so I'm with you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki was real. Kiki really happened in John David. He pulled that uh, that art imitating life. He yeah, pulled that in. for sure. Because <laughs> that's the oh yeah. He it, it's oh my god. I they just exposed not exposed. They they brought up a lot of the nasty elements of being with someone. I, I think this was a cautionary tale of thinking before you speak. Because mm. a, a lot of these like for him to okay to tell the Kiki story is one thing. But then to be like, and I can't remember if it was Kiki or if it was another girl, um, maybe the girl who had the baby, he was like, yeah, there's pictures of her in our closet back home in a box. And some, I was like, nigga, now. Why would you tell me that? Oh, right? my God. Like, it was just. Which is what she said. Like, once, it is a cautionary tale because she did say that, you know, she's like, you know, this is something that's never going to leave my mind. Yeah. And you know, and it's very that was very manipulative on his part. That was yeah. a manipulative move. That was a gaslighting move. Mm. Been there, done that. Also <laughs> had it done to me. Uh, <laughs> because you know, you know how that's not going to leave her mind. He knew that. He yeah. knew that as well. And then he said that she was like, you know, he was like, oh, I'm just angry. I said, you know, you can't fault me for saying something when I was angry. Yeah. Too late. No, you can't. Sorry, it's, they, it's out there. It's done. Yeah. You know, you can't take it back. Yeah. Yeah. No. He. But again. <sighs> So I don't know. Like I, I'm such at a crosswords when it's a crossroads when it comes to relationships like this because a lot of the stuff they said was very hurtful. Mm. It, it was it was you know it was like the slugs, mm -hmm. but also at the same time I think it was stuff that needed to be said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like I'm at the point like where I am is I rather I don't need you to be so hurtful. I guess and that's kind of what Marie was saying. Yeah, you. Tell me these things without being so hurtful. Mm -hmm. You know, like the way you say it, you know, like they always say, it's not how you say or the what, yeah, not what, what you say, how you say yeah. So, like, they both actually could have said things mm -hmm. in a little bit different way. But I think the things that were said need to be said because it, I mean, these are things that were the little things that were frustrations that were building up in both of them yeah. over, you know, five years of their relationship. Yeah. And obviously they've been holding it in for this long. And mm -hmm. so it was going to come out eventually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You keep holding it in, holding it in, you know, pushing it down. Mm -hmm. So the things needed to be said, it, it was, so I, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm, that's the toxic <laughs> me, the, <laughs> the toxic for me, the future in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm the kind of person like, let's just get it out. Let's say what needs to be said. Let's, you know, and, and work through it. Yeah. Either we're going to work through it or we're not. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I don't know. I guess that's kind of what I was just like. I don't know. But some of the parts, I was kind of like, okay, all mm -hmm, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it needs to be said. Okay, I yeah. see you, Marie. I see you. You need to say it. <laughs> like, but, 
I don't know. So I guess that's why I differ where some people like people was like, oh, I don't know. It was just arguing. Uh, it yeah. was too green. It was too toxic. But I don't know. It was real to me. Yeah. Like, same. It was. I mean, it wasn't. I, which was so ironic because what he was talking about in the film about authenticity and how mm-hmm. you don't need authenticity in the film. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if we're going to this yet, but uh, can we do her? Uh, can we talk about her scene? Sam, I already know. Yes. That Jesus. fucked me up. I don't know if it's go go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, I didn't know if we was going there. No, yet, no, right? that's fine. Go ahead, because because oh. I'm just with her being so she is continually amazing. Amazes me every yeah. new project she does in that diet. Like Euphoria was already, you know, she's done amazing in that. Mm-hmm. And for her to be so young as well, twenty four years old. Yeah. But then I was myself. Like, I was like, was, you know, I was going, actually going through some of this stuff yeah. at 24, 25. Yeah. I was like, huh. I was like, so she probably, because I was like in my head, how does she know, like, how to, <laughs> you know, how does she know to be a drug, yeah. drug addict, or how does she know, like, she's so young, she's mm-hmm. so pure, she's a Disney girl, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was, when I had to think about, back about some of my situation and dealings and things in life, yeah. I was before 25 26 i was like okay that mm-hmm. tracks you know yeah no for <laughs> sure yeah been, you know this is where she you know could be pulling from but yeah so going back to that when they were talking about the authentic authenticity yeah and she got that knife and i was i thought it was Oof. the same as a lot of people i was like oh i'm not gonna finish to go he yeah did, you got out of day Man. Like you even pushed it too far, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she um, and she did and scene at the end, <laughs> and she's like, and that Malcolm is what authenticity binds you. I yes. was like, you know what? Yes, bravo, yes. bravo, girl, See? bravo. I loved it. Like her acting with acting when she said, oh, she did that little laugh after she said, I've cheated on you with her, your with friends. your friends. Yes, like, that chilled me. Yes. I was like, Ooh. like that uh, laugh. I was yeah. like, that was an evil laugh. Yeah, that like, came from somewhere. <laughs> Yes, yes, she she did that. They both did. She stood out in that scene. That was her scene. But I, 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 Malcolm, I like, oh my God. Okay, so she, let me walk it back. So a friend of mine is like, oh, I knew she was acting. And I said, well, I didn't because he wasn't paying attention to the movie. Because when she went and looked for those pills in that medicine cabinet and then closed it and then came back with the monologue, in my head, I connected, she's stressed, this is a stressful night, she needs them pills, he sent her over the edge. Mm-hmm. Within she's that, she, That's what I thought. And so, yeah. when she gave that scene, I think she did phenomenal, I think JD did an excellent job, because this could have easily, I after she was done and, and seen, the way he responded was like, well, you know, why the fuck you ain't do that for an audition? Mm-hmm. Watching his face during her performance, where I initially thought he was scared, it was the actor not being scared, but being astounded at her performance. So, watching it through the first time, when I'm thinking she's really relapsed, I'm thinking he's scared for his life. Realizing she's acting, is like, oh, he's fucking amazed. So, even his acting choices against her, like, breakout scene or monologue scene or whatever... It's so, oh my God, that, that exchange. Yeah, I liked it. I loved it. Mm. And see, I didn't even take from it that what you're saying about him. I really thought from an acting perspective, Mm -hmm. he was literally scared. Yeah. You know, I didn't even take from it that maybe he was like, oh, this, she, why didn't she do this in her, in her, her, uh, her, um, 
Yeah, audition, yeah. Audition, sorry, I can get it out. Our audition. <laughs> but either way, it was, yeah, both of their, the, yeah. the way they played off of each other yeah. for that scene was uh, phenomenal. Like, I loved Ooh. it. Like, she, 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 she scared me a little <laughs> bit. Look, look, I was like, Say. Like, okay, Zendaya. I was like, Same. she pulled, she pulled that out. Yes, I said, yeah, I said, oh, homegirl, she ain't playing. That, yeah, that was really, and it, it, it hit. Okay, I'm a mama's boy. I, you know, my mother has passed, but I, I mean, I've mentioned that before. So when she gave the line, "I even stole from your mom," I was like, oh, and yeah. I know it's like, but I was, I was so into the movie, and mm-hmm. I liked her, and, well, and him, but I liked her despite the shit they've done. When she said that, I was like. Oh my god, I, I don't I can't forgive you. I can't forgive right. you. Right. And she and she said I don't care either. Yeah, that that's what it was. Oh. She was like, yeah, I didn't care. Oh. I was like, oh shit. Oh uh, yeah. And I love any and I like, you know, because at first from I like that you could laugh in this too a little bit. Yeah. From, from that scene. Like after, you know, the scene ended mm-hmm. and everything, it was heavy, but then, you know, with him was like, Well damn, why you didn't do that yes. in the audition? Yes. You know, that it made me laugh because from what I was getting from everybody, it was going to be such a heavy movie. Mm-hmm. And even Zendaya said, you know, I mean, I want y'all to laugh. Like, there's going to be parts in here I want y'all to laugh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I like, you know, that it was a very heavy, it was a heavy topic, heavy scene, or heavy uh, movie, and, yeah. you know, as far as the arguing yeah. or the uh, discussions. But it still had a little bit of a comedy flair to it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Oof. No, no, you're absolutely right. I loved it. I The, the thing that kept pulling me out of it and it's not even the movie's fault it's all it's on me is i keep hearing jd's dad like the cadence and the way he delivers his line yeah it's like i i I hear that there's a difference but a lot of his shouting and a lot of his dialogue Mm -hmm. i could hear his dad i was like damn like he's still good i feel like independent of his father of course he's good but shit, I was yeah, like, he gets excited. He, got, he yes. starts getting excited. He yes. goes to Denzel to his dad. Well, he sounds just like your dad. Yes, but, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yes. it. I was like, God yeah, damn, exactly like Denzel. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh my god, but but good. Yeah, like, I, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, still, I still like his voice. I like his acting. I, I think really trying to pave his own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just. He just he's just a spitting image and a spitting voice of his dad. It's yeah. unfortunate, but I think he's still going to pave his own way in this acting world. But it's so he's doing strange. A, a good job. Like, he's, he, the way, this is the movie that I could see his father acting in and doing well. Um, but I also can see him independent yeah. of his father. And I'm like, yeah. let this have been, you know, what, about 15 years ago. I mean, even now, I think he could have did it. But, like, let this have been 15, 20 years ago, this script, he could have killed. Oh, so let's do that. If if um if his dad did play Malcolm Park, who do you think would have been a good Marie if Denzel was um was Malcolm? Ooh, I, think about that. Look, uh, I didn't. Ugh, I don't. I don't know. I'm think. I don't know why Sade. Who did you think? Um, I would want. Uh, for some reason, Sade came to mind right away, and it's probably just because she likes skin. Jesus Christ. Um. But to play against <laughs> it, that's probably it. Because I'm like, what? Um, but honestly, and this, oh, y'all going to laugh at me. My The second, and these are, this is a question that just came off the top of my head. But um, I would have want someone, well, I would love to have Lynn Whitfield. I think she would have did amazing. Um, but I don't know why I thought Jasmine Guy, too. Like, she, <laughs> okay. 
but I'm saying because that has to be it. But no, I think Lynn Whitfield, honestly, Angela Bassett would have murdered this role. I think, yeah, oh. I was thinking that too. And I was trying to think of women he hasn't worked with yeah. that would be good with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't think of who, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Right, though. right. That's what I'm going to have to think of. Yeah, if you come but, up with uh, something, come you, on. Angela would have been a good Marie. She definitely would have been a good Marie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like her. I wouldn't want her to go up. I mean, it would have been good her and Denzel, but mm-hmm. I just would want somebody that he hasn't worked with. Yeah. Well, have they worked together? Yeah, they, yeah, that they haven't worked together. I feel like they've worked together before. I can't it's, think of them. They movie. probably have. Um, listeners, yeah. y'all let us know. We ain't doing all the work. Y'all let us know. Right. <laughs> has Denzel <laughs> and uh, Angela worked together before? If so, tweet the movie at us. <laughs> CBN Movie Night. Now I'll watch that for the next one. Um, yeah, I, I think they would have they they killed it. Um... So there's a review that I found, and I don't know this person. Um, AHK-37714. I don't know that. This is an internet review. This isn't a Twitter review. Uh, so this person says, This is a film relying on dialogue, and if you can't watch a film with a runtime of 100 minutes, this isn't for you. But if you are someone who is invested uh, by good writing, this film definitely has the right elements. The writing is good, but could have been improved, but that is purely for some of the dialogue. The acting itself is great. The chemistry feels real and very believable that these two actors actually are in a relationship, which is very key for the film. For me, the, the AHK person, Washington is that standout. He is amazing in this film and definitely shows glimpses of brilliance. Zendaya is good, but not better than Washington, which, okay, debatable. Um, her character can either be <laughs> extremely confident or emotional, and those, element, and those emotions can switch a bit too quick, which doesn't feel realistic or true to the material. Okay. The directing is good. And the cinematography is worth it. Uh, it's very pleasing, especially for a film in black and white. True. Nail on the head. Overall, do watch this film. It is very much worth it. The film can feel repetitive, but the acting and personal relationships of these characters are investing enough to create a good film. There you go. I overall agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. I overall agree. Yeah, yeah, same. So. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That wasn't, I- uh, besides, you know, I feel like their acting was, I think they're both, both of their acting were on par with each other. I think yeah. they both did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I think, uh, John Davis got, um, uh, nominated for award as well. Uh, but I mean, they, I think they both did it well. Yeah. I'm not sure. I like, cause, okay. My thing as far as with acting goes, which is why I know I can never be an, act, <laughs> an actress actor. What? Uh, cause I'm just, you know, I'm too much of a gangster with my emotions. <laughs> like to be able to, <laughs> To be able to just cry like on cue or cry yeah. for an emotional scene, and mm-hmm. like you know, in him, you know, you could tell like, like so I have it going on in the background, you know, like the bathtub scene when yeah. he, you know, was crying, you know, it had to drop both of them, I don't, just stuff like that. I'm just like, if you can, you know, just you feel the emotion of the scene to the point where you can cry, that, yeah. that's just you know. yeah. Yeah. You did a good job to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. They 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 killed it. They made me want more from them. Like I'm I'm one who y'all already know I love extended universes. I love ex, uh, extending movies and and shows and stuff. I get that. But I would love to have another Malcolm and Maria. I don't need to have another one. I just want to see these two work together again. 
Like I love they gave us a complete project. It's 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 a beautiful project. I would love to see more, but if this what they give us and that's it, I think it's a perfect start, beginning, middle, and end. I want to see them work together again. I I, I want to see something. Mm-hmm. I do too. I think they. I think, like you said, I think they had good chemistry. I think mm-hmm. they fed well off of each other. They. I would like to see them in another project together. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. But yeah, I liked his review. Their review is pretty on par with what mm-hmm. uh, I think the cinematography. Cool. I had to look him up because mm-hmm. yes, the cinematography. Um, what's his, his name is Marcel Rev. Come on. He's also the uh, the director of photography on Euphoria. Okay. He like. And I read that somebody said pretty much every still shot or any Come every on. frame in this movie could, could, be, could be, be a photograph. A yep, that's exactly what I was could. getting at. Like, I, if you pause the movie at any point in this movie, you could point. print that out and put it on your wall. And that's what the hell like, I'm going to do. I'm doing that. It, <laughs> I'm not going to hold you up. Like, some of those pictures of them, like, oh, like, the, uh, my favorite was, oh, the tree. When she went outside, he was trying to find mm-hmm. her when she was outside peeing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the black and white with yes. the, the trees. I don't know what yes. trees are called, but whatever. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Then you. whenever they were um sitting outside after her bath, yes. she was just in the white tank. Oh. And you know, and he was fully clothed and they're sitting in the in the chair smoking yes. together. I love that. Like yes. there were just so many different scenes that mm-hmm. were just beautifully shot. Like the blocking mm-hmm. um at the end, whenever you know you could see them through the mirror and just all that little stuff. Oh, that like, was... you know, I just, I paid attention to the fact when she went outside and then you could see the reflection of herself while she's looking at him on yes. the couch. Like, it, see, that's the stuff people ain't paying attention yes. to. Like, y'all looking at the <laughs> doing, look at this beautiful work. Yeah, watch it on it mute if work. you got to. Watch it on mute. If this ain't for y'all, if you don't want the argument, watch it on mute. But then you can't do that because the music, the score, and the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. Like, yes. I'm sitting here knowing most of the songs, but still Shazam and everything, not realizing I could probably look it up on Tidal and, like, just listen to it. But I was, like, into, oh, my God. They... Yeah, the music, the musical selection was awesome. Yes. The, the old with the new, the edges... It like I said, it felt like to me. It felt like Love Jones. It felt a little bit of Jason's lyric in there. It felt like, it felt like a love letter to those black movies of the past. And again, not just in subject matter, but in the visual. Oh my God, JD looked so good. And I focus on him because this dark skinned man who looks black, hair nappy, beard, looking like a black man, wide nose. He looks black and he was beautiful every frame he was in be he yelling looking sad apologizing getting ready to fuck pissing like everything they handled this so well and to be a black and white film and they they come off it just uh it feels like i don't know it it just feels good it i it's it's uh, very you know it hints at the past you know it gives you a uh you know, uh, pays homage to the past films, you know, yeah. black and white films. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, uh, also the old school 90s, yes. you know, Love Jones type of movies. Mm-hmm. I like the way that it, even with it being black and white, it didn't whitewash, right? you know, Zendaya out. It mm-hmm. didn't make um, JD look too dark. Yeah. Uh, like musical. Now, I think the reason why, and I thought this too, I was trying to figure out why I felt like it was Love Jones-esque as well. Mm-hmm. And I read an article, I think the editor the um, that edited the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, who 
went to the moon moon by all of a sudden. I can't even think about it. Duke Ellington. <laughs> okay. Uh, he cho- which is in Love Jones. Yeah, yes. So seeing like, your pain sentimental mood, mm-hmm. I think that's what triggers your Love Jones. Yes, yes. You know, uh, memory. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, and then, you know, you have, you know, from uh, Nia and uh, Lorenz Tate. And yeah. it's kind of like, oh, Nia. Yeah. Nia Long, I- Okay, sorry. I went back, had her, had her back to that to a Love Jones scene, but like it it just yeah, it makes you think of that. It makes you Mm -hmm. go back to that. The music selection was very much on point for scene, and I'm very much like that type of person. Like I'm the type of person who likes like the literal music Mm -hmm. to be about what's going on Mm -hmm. in the scene. Yeah, Yes. When the music was playing, it was about like when he was trying to apologize to her with the yes. uh, I have to be your lover. Yes, love she... you, by the way. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and when she heard, and which was also kind of another funny scene to me when she start, started playing that Dion Warwick song, yes. Get Rid of Him. Yes, <laughs> it's which the, was you know her her so, way of trying to apologize as mm, well. And let's like, hold up, let's let's focus on that. Even so she just got on him about apologizing yes, through song. That's exactly and then she it. Played the song to apologize. That's oh, exactly it. I, I like, <laughs> yes, I, yes. I was like that was, but I love that though. Like I like I like people. Are, you know, you don't notice. Some people aren't noticing that. Like you got to notice those little things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they, they fucking did that. Cause I and oh, and then again, playing with your expectations when he played that original song, and I'm thinking she, I didn't think she was gonna just be like, oh, I forgive you, but I thought she would have had a softer response. And I Me didn't too. be in. And this could either be the acting, the fact that I'm a man, a combination of both or whatever. But I was like, okay, she's gonna like it. But when she said, "Why the fuck would I want a um, a song that some other man then wrote to apologize to his girl?" And then, like the way she phrased it and word, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I could see that. Like, I, I could see that being an issue." And, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and it made me think too because I mean I do the same. Well, I've done. I mean, not to apologize, <laughs> but you know, you, when you get into it with the dude, you play that song. You know, I should have cheated. <laughs> <laughs> you be giving him a side eye, like, uh huh, this is about you. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, you're playing games, you know, yeah. like doing those little playing games type mm-hmm. things. And all, it makes you think about some of the little childish, petty stuff you do Ooh. as well as that person. And so, but I also thought I didn't think about it that way either. Like, because mm-hmm. I've, I don't know, like, I thought she would have appreciated him playing the song. Yeah. But also, I do get, like, all she wanted was a thank you. She yeah. don't want you to play the song. Yeah. She didn't want. I love you. Mm-hmm. She don't want you to fuck her right now. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff. She just wanted to thank you. You doing all this unnecessary stuff, which is also, you know, a, 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 I guess a trigger. Like a yeah. lot of that I've seen mm. is like, you know, on both sides, men and women, yeah. we do all this extra unnecessary stuff mm-hmm. and we're not listening to what our partner is actually yes. wanting and what yes. they said that they wanted. Yes. You know, he's trying to say all these other things, do all these other things. And when at the end of the day, which they finally showed at the end of the you know, film, yeah. all she wanted was a thank you. Two yeah. words. That's all she wanted. Yeah. All, you know. Who? yeah. And that's that's I mean, again, art imitating life. I always always say I feel like you don't you need to learn from your mistakes, but not only your mistakes. Sometimes let other people make mistakes. And even though this is a movie, it is still acted by real people. Real folks wrote this movie. Just because it's fiction does not mean you can't learn from these people's mistakes. Like, it's true. Take some it's of these things. Yeah, it has to always be a lesson. Yes, Jesus. 
Um, okay, so because in their age, so let's get into that. So uh, there's a few little facts I found about the film. Now, one of which being the age difference of 12 years between John JD John David Washington and Zendaya. JD is 35, Zendaya is 23. Caused some controversy. Now Zendaya said that pretty much fuck the criticism. It's pretty much that people are not ready to see her as an adult. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I can see that because one thing I thought that uh, I thought that went right into my head when I watched this film and saw her sitting on the bed alone, I was like, this motherfucker was just playing a high schooler in Far From Home. I was like, she, yeah. like so for me, I, I I intellectually understand she is an adult, and and I get that she is grown, but she is able to toe this line in roles because of the aesthetic. And I think that overall people, especially grown people probably are like putting onto her this thing that like, you're still a kid, but like, I remember when Britney Spears, the Olsen twins and Lindsay Lohan were about to be 18. And there were things like, countdown websites to like uh, uh, two years and one month to Britney Spears is 18 and this, and this whole sexualization of of these girls these Disney kids and I can't speak to it because I don't know Zendaya personally but I would imagine she's a successful actress who has done the Disney thing she's now an adult she's doing her own roles and she hasn't had a um, what do you call it? Uh, um, scandal around her in the way that some of the other people in the past have done. No judgment. Everybody lived their life. So I could see where you, you trying to pick something. You was mad because she was in Far From Home and it was the black version of Mary, J Mary Jane. And you know, she's still, she a kid. What about the kids that look up to her? This is a grown ass woman. This is an adult. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I kind of, I, well, I didn't struggle with it, but it was a, 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 a thought for a hot second as well, mm -hmm. you know, because I was just like, you know, she just, she was a Disney girl, you know, <laughs> she just, like, she just was in Far From Home, yep. she just played, just playing a drug addicted teenager in mm -hmm. Euphoria mm -hmm. or whatever. But like I said, I had a thing about my own experience at yeah. that age, and I was probably going doing the same thing, if mm -hmm. not worse. Like I wasn't in. Uh, Hollywood, you know, relationship, right, you right. Know, like, you know, it was portrayed in the movie. Mm -hmm. but I was in a relationship. I was doing grown woman things at 24, 25. <laughs> I had my own place. You know, yes. I had my own place. I, I was doing, I had my own, you know, so she is right. She's grown as, as far as her age in real life. She is a grown ass woman. Yeah. So she is. And I feel like if people, I feel like people were, um, you know, kind of upset with her doing the, her character Rue in Euphoria, you mm -hmm. know, playing a drug-addicted teen, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, she's an adult. It was showing uh, her range of acting. Mm -hmm. And I also think, I feel like this is going to be kind of, this is kind of her, her coming out as yeah. a woman. I feel like. I feel yeah. like, I hope our people are going to take her more serious as a woman now. Well, she's been a woman for, you know, yeah. quite a few years. Right, right. As far as acting roles go, mm -hmm. because uh, I feel like she, after I got in comment, like I said, I had that thought for a hot second, but then after I got over that, I was just like, Zendaya, she's beautiful. Look yeah. at them legs. Look at that. The, her, the way she carries herself. Exactly. Yeah. Like, look, look at the, the material. Yeah. Like, she's beautiful. She is a beautiful woman. Like, who would not want to be laid up with Zendaya? Like, Say shit. Like, she's beautiful. She is a beautiful woman. So, once you get over that, you can, you get, you see that 
you know, she's being a woman, a beautiful, like, there's so many younger people out there in real life that are going through, you know, worse, probably, like, so her being in a movie that's acting, mm-hmm. and you know, then again, like, let her do, she's doing, she grown, like, I yeah. don't, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I mean, acting's acting, like, I feel like there's gonna always be age differences all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, I don't, yeah, she's I don't know. not and for 16. her to be honest, she's I feel like in just in real life mm-hmm. from interviews and things she's done, print work, all that, she's a little bit more mature than most women or girls mm-hmm. around her age anyway to mm-hmm. me. So I feel like she's, you know, kind of more on the mature end as far as how her personality is anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like her in this role and I want to see her in more of, yeah. of a woman roles, like where mm-hmm. she's dressed up wearing gowns, you know, yeah. in a relationship with man. Like I wanna see those yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, she's acting. Like, this is the job. And she's grown. He's grown. And to say this 12-year difference, I'm like, eh, well, I was going to say, well, they wouldn't do that to Miley Cyrus. But they did. They did do that to her. But all that that aside, whatever. End of the day, this girl is grown, and he grown, too. And they right. made a movie. I don't see it. A fantastic I mean, movie. It's always going to be, every time there's a Disney girl or a young girl that, you know, she's continuing her work, there's always some kind of, yeah. you know, talk. It's always something, and mm-hmm. eventually people get over it, or they don't. And oh well, she's gonna, <laughs> right. keep, yeah, gonna, she's keep, still gonna keep making the movie. Thing. She ain't worried about y'all. She cashing her checks. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, um, one of the first. Okay, so this is one of the first films to be written, directed, and completed during the COVID nineteen pandemic in the U.S. Uh, the film was shot during the COVID nineteen pandemic lockdown between the seventeenth of June, twenty twenty, and the second of July, twenty twenty. With the approval, and this like this got me because I didn't even think this far into the film itself that um, they got the approval of the Writers Guild of America, Directors Guild of America, and Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artist Organizations, um, to shoot the film with these strict COVID nineteen safety protocols to ensure the cast and crew worked in a safe environment, and that. Like, I was like, okay, we got a movie. I knew they shot it during COVID. It was a beautiful movie. I didn't even think about the logistics of we're in a pandemic. Because I, I know that in the interview with Janelle Monet, Zendaya and JD said that they did quarantine. And then they quarantined together so that they could film this movie. But I didn't even think so far as like, yes, you're making a movie. You're making a film. And, you know, you want to get awards and whatnot. But having things the approval from the because it's such a mm-hmm. it's not even a big film big in the sense that everything happens in the walls or on this property they're not out in new york they're not flying to la they're not shooting scenes in a car and then in a barn and in a, a crowded park like i was like damn right they really they did what they need to do but you when you think about because you have to get you know all, all the the crew you know yeah. a lot of the crew they're going to be contractors and things of that mm-hmm. nature that are Oh, right, you have to make sure you're following the different protocols yeah. and you know rules and regulations. So I didn't think about all that either. You know, yeah. I just thought they hold up in a house and shot a movie. That's but, I- <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. I didn't think about all that that they probably had to do because of you know she said the crew was limited. They only shot. They only had what a 22 person crew. I think Something, I, yeah. I, I read. Um, but even with just having 22 people, right? Every all 22 of those people have to get their check and have to get COVID and, you know, mm-hmm. checked or, mm-hmm. and they have to make sure, you know, they're clear, you know, regulations, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that's when, whenever she first tweeted about it back in the summer, that's why I, I wasn't expecting it to actually be this good. Okay. This okay. You know, I didn't think it was going to be this, this, 
I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting this. I, it, it, I, it's better than I expected, actually. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it surpassed my... Because I thought it was going to be good while watching the trailer, but I didn't know what the end game was going to be. Like, are they breaking up? Are they fighting? Right. At it? And a lot of stuff in this film is left to your imagination. Like, I don't know what Taylor looks like, but through watching this movie, I pictured Taylor looking like an alternate version of Zendaya. You know, mm-hmm. the first person to come to mind was like Vanessa Williams. That's that's the image mm-hmm. I had when they spoke about Taylor. But I was like, you, you get, your imagination does a lot of the work filling in the blanks for this movie. That's so smart. The, white, the girl, the girl I keep trying to, the keep, I keep picturing is the white LA girl, the white, uh, the oh, white girl from the LA, LA Times, Times, yeah. <laughs> they got her. She was a whole character in herself that was not even in the movie. Fam, that woman but didn't have one word. Character. Oh my god! Right. Yeah, the girl from LA Times. I was like, oh, I was like, I wonder. <laughs> I love that they, you know, kept talking about her and yes. did that whole minute monologue about oh, a good review. <laughs> my God, there's a point in this again. Oh, I could be putting my foot in my mouth, but I loved when Zendaya. So at this point, we already talked shit about white girl from LA Times. And mind you, she's not in the film, but there is a moment of solidarity between her and Zendaya where she's like, well, yeah, I'm not her biggest fan, but I see where she's coming from. And it's like, I felt this, oh my God, I don't even know what, because it wasn't like, fuck you, Malcolm, you're wrong. It was like, yeah, you made a good film, but I see where she's coming from. And I even, me, myself, when Zendaya explained like, you didn't have to have Taylor with her shirt off for that scene. I was mm-hmm. thinking like, yeah, you don't have to be half naked to like show an addict. It was so. Right. Well, I think she said like, um, her criticism as you as a film director director resonates with me as your same criticism as you as a partner. Mm. Is that you don't feel like you need to be better as a filmmaker is the same reason why you don't feel like you need to be better as a partner. Huh. And I was like, "Ooh, she got him with that one." And she said, "That's why me. And, that's why me and white girl from L.A. Times. I find, you know, I kind of feel her." Yes. And I was like, "You're right. You're right." Like he hit, she hit the nail on the head with that. I think that's when he got a little tear. He got to cry. Yeah. He got a little, he got a little yeah. Tear run down his face. This man. He. Oh <laughs> my like, god. Hey. Oh, yeah, this was damn good. This was damn good. He it was. I, it was. I, the dialogue was really good. Like it is. It's a lot. I think a lot. It's a lot of stuff that people in relationships want to say if they haven't, if they haven't had these drag out fights like this before. And it's a lot of people who've had these fights before. Stuff they've said. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I like that correlation that they made uh, with the she made with the white girl uh, from LA Times. That was at the end. That was oh yeah. The, her whole monologue at the end. I love that. Yeah, it was like that's how you do. And, and watching it as an audience member, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. And just amazed at the different conversations. So, yes, they argue, but let's just call them all conversations. You had the very intense yelling ones. You had the ones that were more quiet. You had the more petty arguments. You had the, the changes in attitude. But I'm thinking, like, how do you... Because, like, the ending monologue was fantastic. But then how do you... How do you, as a creative team, decide, okay, this is going to be the end... As good as that is, you still have to have the arguments and conversations before it be good, but not so great that it surpasses this one. Like, just mm-hmm. the math of moving it around, maybe taking pieces from other conversations and moving them here, it's like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God. Right, so, like, mm. the flow and the intensity of each argument, you know, how did they make that, you know, 
Right, for this one to be more intense or less mm-hmm. intense, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, it's like a, uh, it's a dance. It's yeah. a dance that you have to do. Because, right, you don't want to give too much or too little, and I think it flowed perfectly. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. And so, I don't know. I think it is. Like, I feel like, I I don't know. I Like I said, I think it's because I've, I've been there. I've had a night like this. Yeah. And I, I saw myself in this. Like, you know, I've had <sighs> those nights, like, Argument starts at one in the morning. It yes. don't end to five in the morning. Yes. And what got me? So this is what was the kicker <laughs> at me. <laughs> was the end? You know, um, the next morning mm-hmm. when uh, Don David wakes up and he gets up out of bed, he Ooh. looks like he's kind of hurt, like he's like in pain. At first, I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, did she really stab him later? <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, you know, he looked like. But when I thought about it. When you have nights like that, which mm-hmm. I've had, <laughs> mm-hmm. the next day you are exhausted. Yes, your body is exhausted. Your mind, your your throat, your 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 hurting. Your, you are like you. It's like you went through, got hit by a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. When you go through all those emotions, you mm-hmm. go through from crying to laughing to you know re, you know self realization mm-hmm. to you know all the you know you go through all these range of emotions. You're yeah. drinking. You're eating mac and cheese. Without salt, may I add. Uh, <laughs> you're doing all this yeah in a heavy night and you wake up the next morning feeling like you were just in an accident a three-car yeah. accident yes and so I, I love that they did that or i don't know if he did that intentionally or not but i felt it i was like yeah that yeah. next morning is rough yeah it's I've, rough i've had those after I've, all yeah. you go through all that uh, yeah, yeah, I I agree because I've been there. You know, I'm I'm not right. necessarily proud of it, but it's part of my dating past. But yeah, I've been through it, and I mean, you know, sometimes you that's you play the cards you're dealt, and some people have those relationships, and some don't. Um, I I just I want to I want a copy of this script. I want to study it. I want to look at it myself. I want to read through it. I want to mm-hmm. look at some of the direction. I want to memorize some of these argument some of this dialogue one of my favorite ones which wasn't the macaroni incident the what is it um you know what malcolm if you're going to treat me like an insane person and call me fucking crazy the least you could do is do it without casually eating macaroni and cheese (laughs) that i made you i was like oh fuck yes yes marie I know. I was like, ooh. I'm like, she's so right though. Cause he just, first of all, the way he was eating the mac and cheese was disgusting. But <laughs> I, I get. I, after she said it, I got it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at first I kind of was like, yeah, they arguing, whatever. He doing. But I was like, right. Like you're sitting there, like basically going, you going off. That's the starts with the slugs mm-hmm. while you're casually eating. Like that means you don't even have the consideration <laughs> to just take time to not do what you're doing yeah. and focus. on discussion you mm. rather eat mac and cheese that's how little you think of me you know and how little you think about this discussion is that you can just go on about your doing your daily yeah. routine whatever it is um without thinking about how, what i'm feeling you know who that man i saw a lot of myself in jd i saw a lot of the stupid shit i've done before most notably that scene about the wallet i am embarrassed to say that's still me today like I'll, I'll pretty much keep up with my shit, but like it, him cussing and yelling and looking like it wasn't even like an aggressive angry. Like his anger was directed at not having the wallet to look at the review that's been posted 20 minutes ago that he just found out about. So it wasn't like he was mad at Marie, but like just the 
I oh my god, I can hear myself in that whole fucking scene. And then when she says, "Would um check here, check there," oh, it ain't fucking there. It's not fucking there. And it's like, oh, I got it. Where is it? It don't matter. Uh, we got it. I, like it's like ah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, this is me. You felt that. That was you. You were that. You were him in that scene. <laughs> that was me. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 He was just frustrated. He was anxious. Yes. I, yeah. And after they were just arguing two seconds before that, and then they went to being calm and together. Yes. And back to normal. Like you know, she was supporting him after that. But ooh, that's that's how it be though. It yeah. I mean, it, that's how it be sometimes. Like it just be crazy like that. Uh, it's just. Oh, no. Yeah, it's 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 something. Um shit. Uh okay, so with this oh, I don't even want to do that for this one cuz this movie is so good. Okay, so with this movie, with this film, it's it's come and gone or well, still here, but whatever. Um are there any other movies or TV shows that you think would be in the same universe like it's very much the same feel, the same vibe, the same universe of this film? old current whatever like any film tv show that you feel like this fits easily within that universe as far as the acting or just like the the overall aesthetic just like all of it film, whatever yeah all of it, it. Hmm. Huh, huh, huh. What am I? <laughs> i'm gonna have to think on i have to put my thinking cap on yeah i'm, I'm i gotta go i gotta go with um, Love Jones and Jason Lyric, of course, but there is this Deborah Cox movie with, um, Lawrence Fish, Lawrence Fishburne, um, um, God, what am I, is it Love Come Down? I think that's it, Love Come Down, let me see, and it, it's with it, who? It's with Deborah Cox and, um, what's his name, uh, Short Boy from, um, Love Jones, why am I, I'm, why am I not, why am I not getting his oh, name? God, yes, I'm, Trying to call him Laverne. What? Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's called Love Come Down. And it is, it's an old, yeah, that's short. That's what it is. Love Come Down. Um, it is a, it's, it's like an early 2000s film where she's like a jazz singer um, at this little nightclub. And she's almost a, oh, what would you call her? Like, a, not a siren. Like she, she has these guys. You don't realize it, but she has these guys who come and they're like obsessed with her. Not stalker-wise, but like they get with her. They attracted to her. She dates them for a little bit. Like she has these niggas waiting at the back door of the club with like cheesecake in hand, waiting for her to come out. Like it's a, it's it's a very it it gives me that feeling. It gives me that like Love Jones nineties, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, kickbacks, poetry clubs. Okay. Art appreciation. So I feel like that movie is one that I haven't I haven't seen in a few years. But I don't I wanna say I kinda remember it, but I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, I it's I mean, it's an indie and I think that's what it is too, is that this is an indie film and it because even mm, a movie that doesn't feel the same at all, but it's an indie movie that I feel like while this was happening the events of that movie was probably over there in California. It is um, middle of nowhere. And that's a very quiet film that is just, there are some scenes where homegirl gets with this new guy and they're at this like little reggae kickback and they, they, it's just so, 
it is beautiful. It, and it's a low budget indie film. And it's just like, oh. Whew. So, yeah, those are my choices. <laughs> those are my choices. Yeah. You know what seems a little sim- similar film that uh, was just out recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, it had more of a cast. It had more cast in it. Um, Queen and Slim. Kind oh, okay. Of a little bit. Okay. Just, just as far as the, the uh, man-woman dynamic, yeah. you know, the relationship, mm-hmm. the, the ups and downs, like, you know, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like those type of just, you know, one-on-one type of interaction yeah. type movies. I don't know why, but yeah. I do. Um, I, see, I heard like a lot me. of people say that this kind of reminds them of uh, the photograph. I don't quite. I haven't seen the photograph. I mean, I've seen it, but not really. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> not, not for me. Not for me, but I can see where people are trying to draw the correlation. Yeah. But not for me. Um some other movies like that. I uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Queen and Slim is what comes to my mind immediately. Okay. Love's come down. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look that up and watch that again. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's that sounds pretty good. I, if I yeah. haven't seen it already, I didn't know Deborah Cox did a movie. Let me tell you, she and see I, and this my caveat. I was younger and I still I still would watch it and enjoy it, but the acting might not be on the part. But I I remember. Right. Is that because I think she's biracial in the movie? She's she's mixed race, right? Or is she? I don't know. She's Canadian. Deborah yeah. Cox in real life. Yeah, she not, might. Be. Not, she's Canadian, I think. Yeah, she's Canadian. Her and So also very random. But I think the Stranger in My House video pretty much is like very much, yes. and it's a music video. But that shit feels like this. Very that much is, like this. It does. That is. Yep. Yeah. Oh. What else? Uh, so this is a, a, a white indie movie, but okay. I, I love it the same. Go ahead. Uh, 500 Days of Summer. Fam, yes. Yes. With uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yes. And, uh, uh, John Le- Levitt. Uh, Le- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Love him. And yeah, that's one that, of my favorite movies. Feels, yeah. I, I love, oh, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, don't I know, haven't seen that. that. Let me put that down. Eternal Sunshine. Okay. So that one's with uh, Jim Carrey and um, what's the girl from Titanic? Uh, Kate Winslet. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'll make an asterisk to watch that. Um, middle of nowhere. Yeah, cause I'm I'm um I gotta get ready for season two of this damn CBN movie night movie club. Uh, some of these might be on that list. Got that? Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this this is the very this is a film that if I'm throwing a party, a kickback, or whatever, whenever all side open up, I'm playing this on mute with some good music, you know, going about nice drinks. Yeah. This going to be on the biggest screen in the house on mute, just playing while the music playing, folks talking, having right. some drinks. It's just a this, vibe. Yes. Right. You're drinking the wine. Right. Yes. Got the, on the patio. Man, yes. say. Um, another something I liked about it, which I feel like this is going to be a timeless film. Now they did mention certain things. Um, I want to say they mentioned social media. I I could be misremembering, but if you look at this film as a whole, I feel like this is going to age so well. There is no logos. There is no style of dress. Like everything is plain. They are beautiful in the beginning, but in the beginning they're wearing a suit and a gown and it's not anything that's like dated and like even if she had walked in in some fucking 1920s thing i feel like it still would have been timeless because this is a black and white film after a big night that calls for this style of dress so even after we got 
undressed, we still are in the most basic of clothing. People going to be wearing uh, tank tops and underwear for a while. So 10, 20, 30 years from now, this is probably still going to, at the very least, aesthetically be timeless. Right. And I don't know if they did that with the rest of the clothing, the wardrobe on purpose. Like, I know they said they made the dress. They wanted a classic design of the dress. Yeah. But everything else was from, you know, Zendaya's and John Davis, I think, own wardrobe. Yeah. So they, but I think intentionally they did that to, one, because of the COVID restrictions and the budget and all Mm -hmm. that. But right, I think so that it is a timeless movie so that it tracks and goes through you know, decades and years, and like you could still watch it back and write, and I'd be like, "Oh, this was shot in yeah. you know 2020." Like, yeah. you'll, you'll, it's a timeless. It's gonna be timeless, especially with it, like you said, with it being in uh, shot in black and white, and yeah. just the the, ch- the house choice, like mm. the choice of house being very architectural instead of you yes. know busy. Yeah, you know, with a lot of print, and Ooh. that's another thing I liked. I, I think. Again, not sure if it's intentional or not, but I like the minimalist of the house yes. because you didn't get distracted by everything else going on in the background. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. so you had to pay attention to the characters and mm-hmm. to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So you weren't distracted about everything going on in the background and the other, behind the scenes. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And there were no pictures. And they, they also mentioned that, you know, that was the house that the studio uh, gave them, which was cool. But I'm like, man. At first, I was going to say, oh, they're poor, in the sense that, like, okay, they ain't got it all, they're struggling, but they made it here, they got this house that they were put up in, through their arguments and conversations, I had to rethink what I thought their living situation was like outside of here. So, I was at first, I was like, okay, he finally made it, did their little thing, they're in this little hole in the wall in New York somewhere, but then I was like, I don't know, the way... Like she mentioned, you ain't been through nothing. You're wealthy. Your parents are well off. Your mama a doctor. Your daddy a dentist. Your sister worked for the CIA. Like she was like cutting into him. So I was like, oh wait, no. Right. They maybe this ain't you know. So again, the film forcing you to use your imagination to fill in the fucking blanks. And mm-hmm. oh, I had a time. Right. Through the dialogue, you got you got that he came from money, or not necessarily money, but he came from a good background mm-hmm. at least. He was and well through off. the dialogue, you could get that she didn't, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, for, that's the reason. Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, why she go pee outside? And, it, <laughs> and he was like, the bathroom right there. And you know, and she said, you know, I didn't grow up with a backyard. The yeah. novelty has worn off. Mm. You know, I, I still just type of stuff amazed me and, yeah uh based on the also from the dialogue you know you, you, we know that she was you know addicted to drugs and mm-hmm. had a kind of a hard life and whatever so you could tell that you know she kind of they kind of come from two separate worlds mm-hmm. and you see and that's what's kind of playing out throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. and the, whenever they do the separate scenes where she's outside and he's in it's like they're in two different worlds like you know she has this thought pattern and the way she grew up and how she thinks you know and then he has a whole different way he grew up and how he thinks um which has them you know colliding and you know with being with each other yeah uh yeah yeah i like that you have to use your imagination with all that too like right with the taylor with her character Mm -hmm. with all of it yeah yeah zendaya you did that jd you they both did a very good job now Mm -hmm. so one thing I've been seeing come up is the fact that, you know, Sam Levinson's white, a white guy, yeah, a, white, white. a Jewish man, mm-hmm. 
And so a lot of people are, are uh, not a lot, but some posts that I've seen about people talking about, would we have celebrated this movie as much if it was directed, written, produced by a black I think, director? I think that's the wrong question to ask because mm, we mm-hmm. celebrate blackness all the time. Tyler Perry has a career off of people celebrating his version or his story of what it is to be black. We might not like it, but it exists and there's an audience for it. I think the better question is, when would a black person could write, direct, and produce this story in the way that Sam did and have that be embraced by Hollywood at large? It's not us. Don't look at the victims and be like, would y'all... Yes, we celebrate shit like this all the time. That's why there are indie films like Middle of Nowhere, Love Come Down. We got um, mm-hmm. these old black films. The 90s have shown that we would have supported this had this have been True. black. And yes, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, Sam is white. So, But, um, <laughs> but I, I don't think... I think that's just the wrong question to ask because, again, it's like you're blaming the victims of a system that we are not in control of. Like, and, and then at the same time, what black person would have done this? Like, no, no, better yet, black people are doing this. Issa Rae started off on YouTube with Awkward Black Girl, and now we got four to five seasons of Insecure. So yes, mm-hmm. we would have supported it because we support these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, that, uh, they better go on, shit. I, I think so, <laughs> I think so as well. Like, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I think so as well. Like, I like Sam, Sam Levinson. Like, uh, from you know, just from Euphoria, I mm-hmm. really haven't seen any of his other work. Yeah. Um, as actor or as a director, but Euphoria, I really like. I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that they all collaborated on the dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't make me feel like if it was just solely him, mm-hmm. maybe because I'm just like, uh, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, they all they all collaborated. Yeah. Um, but I kind of would have felt the same. Like you, like they they name dropped a, a quite a few black film directors. Yes. You know, it was Barry Jenkins who was you know this was I feel like this yes. was Moonlight level. Yeah, and that's, that was he another one. Yeah. He would have directed this or mm-hmm. uh, Spike Lee or you know John yeah. Singleton who they all reference in the uh, in yeah. the uh, movie. I think it would have been, uh, well, you know, of course, John Simpson's past, you know, but, you know, I think it would have been just as good. Yeah. Now, it would have been another question that came up that I thought as well that they had an argument about is would the movie be different if it was directed by um, a, a woman? woman? Yeah, a woman. Yeah. And, I would have liked to have seen that. I wonder what that movie looks What does a Marie right. and Malcolm look like instead of a Malcolm and Marie? Hmm. Right, exactly. I felt I felt that too. Like this would be a different movie. Like like the way they were arguing in the movie about you mm-hmm. know the movie would have been a different movie if I was you know a gay guy directing this film yeah. or if I blah This would have been a different movie mm-hmm. if it was a woman or if it was a black director. Mm-hmm. It would have been a different movie. Mm-hmm. And so we need to enjoy it for what it is and how it was created, and mm-hmm. that we have black actors in it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that are and. It, I think it was. Just, I think it's it's done well. Like I don't feel like it was any type of cultural appropriation. I don't Mm-mm. feel like there was any type of disrespect or any type of mm-hmm. reaching or anything. Uh, like you said, yeah, I think it's the wrong question to ask. Yeah. I think it was very well, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed. Um, I'll continue to probably look at stuff that he's that yeah he does yeah. And so, and I'm trying to think, and I could be wrong. I don't think, and not that this matters, because whatever, language, whatever, but I don't think they said nigga, like, once in this film. Like, 
If anybody, no, they did. do at the beginning. Well, John David does a, a few times in his monologues. Okay, but I think those are things he put in there. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Like that's because I was going to say. I don't say, think even, it necessarily was in the the writing. Yeah. writing. I think it's just part of how he interpreted the scene and mm-hmm. what he put in there. And even with that, it's it it still felt so to be like I think okay I think I would have liked this no matter what, but especially having seen that interview, knowing that it was a collaborative effort, knowing that they all three of them came together and made a lot of choices. Like Zendaya said, when there was a scene that they wrote and did and it didn't work, they cut that shit and they changed it. And so I'm like, this is what I mean when I say representation, and this is what I mean when I say. White people can write whatever the fuck they want to write. They've been doing it for years. I'm fine with that. My issue comes in when you then tokenize and you um, caricature someone. If I'm going to write a trans woman who is Southeast Asian, who has a, a, a handicap for whatever, I need to, me being this black man from the Midwest, I can't just rely off, I have to, reach out and try to figure out ways to make this person more realized. I can't just say, didn't Trina change her name from such and such and such, which is probably a fucking slur because I don't understand a lot of the culture I'm trying to write in. This is the exact thing. Have people who look like the people who are on the screen, have them behind the screens helping you out. Have them at least... You can have them on the screen, you know? Come on. Like, so, yeah, so I don't, I think... Knowing that they all did the work on this together makes it that much sweeter. But even if I didn't know that, I still would have enjoyed this film. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. I just wanted to get your take on that because that was some things I saw people post and also yeah. just based on, you know, what they were talking about in the mm-hmm. movie as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to bring that back to actually, you know, the yeah. movie. Like right, right. How you to the actual movie, so... Yeah, I mean, I get it's not for everybody. I don't expect everyone to love it and enjoy it and be into it like we are. But, I mean... If you don't like it, that's fine, but don't shit on us who do, you know. It's just, right. It's I, you didn't enjoy it. Didn't, right. You didn't enjoy it. Don't watch it again. You ain't got to watch it. You ain't yeah. got to listen. But for sure. those who write, those who do, don't write. I, I just let people do what they want to do. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I liked going. Like, I've been, like I said, I was looking at the house all day today. Like, I, Fam, <laughs> I yes. can't about the house. Like, I don't know. Like, like I said, the, the house was a third character to me. Yeah. I just, like, loved the house the scene yeah. like uh for sure and so i i liked it a lot like it just it hit it was just re- to me it was real it, yeah. it was real to me like it is some a situation that we've all gone through that we've and it could happen mm-hmm. yeah. so and if it hasn't happened to you if you haven't been in a situation you're good you're lucky <laughs> um, but sure. again, then again like i said before some people just work this way yeah and this is how the relationship works sometimes you just need that 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 fiery person that like he said like that scene where he was just like you're crazy and you know sometimes i just want to you, you, you know your stupid face and i love yeah. you but then i hate you at the same time mm-hmm. and some people it just works for them yeah. it works i don't i at this day and age at my age i don't huh. judge people's relationships and, how, and what works and what doesn't work for you like, yeah do what you gotta do yeah as long as you ain't hurting nobody else, if you do what you gotta do and do and live your life how you wanna live your life in yep. your relationship. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh oof, yeah. Um one of my questions usually is like who's the top three uh characters in the film hell and that's the top three right. uh, Zendaya JD yeah, in the yeah. house shit. <laughs> right. um, shit. In the house, top three, that's it. Yeah, there we go. 
Um, let me see. What do I have? Okay, so oh, and I ask this question usually, but I don't even know. Okay, so what would have improved this movie, or is there anything you would have changed about the movie? Hmm. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. When I was watching it, um, that no, not a lot. I would have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh. Cause like I said, you know, some of the like I know a lot of people thought a lot of the dialogue was harsh, mm-hmm. but it, I I had no problem with it. Like it needed Damn. to be said. It was real to me. Um, I like the music choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the only thing I mean, I probably would have chose some different songs for different situations. Right, right, right. Just me. I thought, and I and I thought about this later because I know they probably couldn't get the clearance. Y'all the yeah. Money. They couldn't get crazy in love, Beyonce. That would've been perfect. Ooh. But right, but ain't nobody paying for that clearance for Beyonce. <laughs> are, you know, that's, that's coin to pay yeah. <laughs> um, at the end, though. Okay, so at first I was conflicted about the end. Okay. So just spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it. The whole this whole episode is a spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't watched the movie. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, honestly, I kind of wanted her to leave. Ooh. I kind of wanted her when, when he got up the next morning and yeah. you know, he's doing his whole crazy three looking for her mm-hmm. around the house. I wanted him to not find her. Yeah, I wanted her. Not necessarily, maybe she left or whatever, but just I just didn't want him to find her. I yeah. didn't want him to find her out on the the whatever the cliff or wherever yeah. she was. Everything I get the end, I like it. Yeah, so. but I kind of I would have done an alternate ending where she he doesn't he's just kind of left alone. Yeah, I like that because that's what I thought. I thought when he looked for her outside and she was peeing, that was foreshadowing her leaving completely. So they exactly. got me. They got me. Um, yeah. yeah, I I think oh that would have been a good check. What if they if they smart? What they'll do is. Had us go to DVD and have like several alternate endings, and you can just play through them. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be that would be dope. Cause I'm like, shit, have her shit sitting on. Well, we ain't really get the front door, but somewhere nearby, and just watching him stretch. Because she said, Malcolm, I feel like when you know someone loves you, you start taking them for granted because you know they're always going to be there. And if she could have mm-hmm. just been a, somewhere afar watching him act a fool. You know, that could have been... Making him panic, right. Making him feel like she's going to panic and then she just shows up out the blue like she did from behind the tree. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, I was just over there. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. That was a bit, that would be a good alternate ending too. I like that. Yeah. That was good. But yeah, I think for the most part, it's pretty good. There's not a mm-hmm. lot I would change because there's not a lot that was... Like I said, it's a dialogue movie. Yeah. So there's not a lot to change, you mm-hmm. know? So, there's nothing really that needs to be added. There's nothing that needs to be taken away because... Yeah. You know, it, it was a lot, you know, it was so minimal. So, yeah. I, and I like that. I like that part. Like, I don't think it needed, definitely didn't need anything else mm-hmm. uh, in it. I liked it the way it is. Yeah. Um, like I said, I had alternate endings, um, maybe some different music here and there. But for the most part, I thought it was pretty, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. They made the project that they wanted to make. And I think with having less hands on the script and everything, it feels it feels good. It feels solid. It feels longer than what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I I just, I enjoyed it. So there's not much I would change. I'm sure there's some little things that I would alter, but for the most part, like they started off beautiful, glammed up with stress and they ended both stripped bare to the same fucking outfit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, down. just, oh my God, I love that. Um, right. I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's, that's pretty much. Okay, so and then now the, the big question, what, what are you rating this? If we're doing, so there's two things. If we're going to go like one out of 10, where does this fall for you? Uh, I say just seven or eight. Okay, seven or eight. That's cool. That's seven cool. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, I say a good solid eight. It is a good solid eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pretty much in the same boat. I'm doing like eight point five nine only because, and I think the 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 excitement hasn't worn off. Now I'll I'll revisit my rating again later, right. but I feel like it's not gonna. If it falls at all, it won't be too far. Cause I'm like, this is. I mean, shit, you, y'all listened to the last, like, hour of the episode. You know how I feel. Um, so my other right. question is, where does this fall in the, uh, what is it, Pantheon, Lexicon of Black Films? Like, do you feel like this is now we can add this to those cult classes or to those must-see black films, or at least to your personal um, list of what you would say is, like, this is a black film you got to see? Yeah. Mm. I do. I think it can be added. It can be, be added. I think this was. Um, I don't mean. I don't think. <sighs> okay, for me personally, yes, but I know for the greater audience, black yeah. audience, they're gonna say no. Mm. I already know that's you know most people's feelings no. Yeah. Um, but if it's one of those things like of like two three years from now, mm-hmm. uh, and you're just like. It's a cold day. You can have a cup of coffee or whatever, hot chocolate on, on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can pull this movie up and watch it. You know, yeah. it's like one of those type of movies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad. It's weird to say, but it's almost like a comfort movie. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know if that's weird to say. That's weird in my head. For me, it's a mm-hmm. comfort movie, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be one of those movies that just kind of pull up and watch and just, you know, and it's also, I think it's good to watch at different levels of your life because mm. right right now I'm saying all this, you know, like, oh, I agree. You know, yeah. I've been there. I'm seeing my Marie, blah, blah. Five years from now, it'll be interesting to see how I think about the mm-hmm. dialogue and what's going on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's one of those good movies to revisit every so often as yeah. well. But like I said, I think it would be in my repertoire of movies of cult classics like you know that i like to rewatch mm-hmm. each value stuff like that oh and i was uh, like hey, i was just thinking i said oh this yes. feels like east body east. too yeah i love east yes. body Woo, child. yes um, speaking of, Come on. and again, we probably just win this because she light skin, but Journey Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Journey Smollett with Denzel. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've been a good one. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I know the, the black audience, the, the greater black audience ain't going to agree, but. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, and well, listeners, you, y'all let us know as well, like, what, what are your takes? Like, does this feel like. We can add this to the lexicon of black films, um, and if not, that's fine too. But like, tell me why? Like, I'm 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 not making this show so everybody can agree. I'm fine with disagreeing because there's probably some right. things that you're seeing, you audience, that's like, no, nah, this ain't sitting right with me. I want to know that too. You know, um, yeah, this isn't an echo chamber. If you don't like it, let me know. I'd like to know and know why. Um, yeah. And if you and if you're going to say why, and this is a a, a quote that I got from the movie that Come I on. love. Come on. Well not quote, but what I got from the movie is that if you're going to have an argument, a fight, a disagreement, dialogue, support your point huh. for your argument. Have mm-hmm. points where you're you support your argument, not being mean or talking just to talk. Yeah. Is one of the things I got from that. It's yeah. like 
is a, I think she said that as well. She was like, you're just saying things that's just to be mean. Mm-hmm. You're not even having points that support your argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a, a lesson, a thing that I, we can all take away. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Keisha. In this social media age. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Y'all already know I'm with it. I'm, I'm probably gonna make a list of movies, like a playlist of films that I feel are in this same vein. Like, I can just picture, like, going from Love Jones, like, Jason's Lyric to Love, Ease by You, Jason's Lyric, Love Jones, Malcolm Memory. Like, I can see just that, oh, to beat, to stay on that high, that, that 90s. Black if you aesthetic. do, if you do this for season two, let me. I want to be there for Ease Bayou. I want. <laughs> I want to do the Ease Bayou episode. Okay, y'all heard it here first, folks. So anybody want to <laughs> do that, calm down. You can't. You can't. It's it's spoken for. So so yes. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So we got the rating. Uh, really not a top three, but a top three is the three actors. Hell and shit. So I don't know. Well, that's that's it. I mean, do you have any any like? final thoughts comments questions concerns uh shit talking i don't know <laughs> no i don't have to shit talking for this for once uh like i said i liked it overall like i said if you haven't listened to the last hour and a half of we, talking, <laughs> we both really yeah love the movie i love the movie i didn't think i was going to based mm. on like because like i said i was trying not to read people's reviews and be yeah. on the uh, media before i watched it and when you told me that we were gonna do the show, I was like, I'm trying not to, you know, see what. So any, so I muted Malcolm and Marie. I muted yeah. everything. Okay. To see, but I saw a couple opinions, of course, that got through, and people mm-hmm. were like, Oh, I hate it. I was like, What? Yeah. I was like, Dang, I'm gonna hate it. And but I watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like, and I should have known though, because my thinking, I, like I, I'm always saying this, I'm the original awkward black girl before Issa. Like my thinking <laughs> and the way I, the stuff I like, most yeah. people don't like anyway. So. I should have known that I was probably gonna like it, yeah. uh, or I was gonna have a different opinion. So, True. uh, end of the day, I liked it. I know most a lot of black folks did not. I know it's a lot of the only oh, that was my oh, sorry, go no, sorry. come on, come on, come on, going back when you said the thing I would change, they she didn't put no daggone salt or pepper in that macaroni and cheese, and that was it. <laughs> I don't, that's a, I'm still blaming JD for that because she was like, um, do you want salted or unsalted butter? And he was like, ignoring her. Or something. I'm like, nigga. Oh, right. First of all, I mean, they made Easy Mac, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, you know, you know, I've been there and made some Easy Mac, but, uh, use Velveeta, you can wear, got the Velveeta box, if he's gonna do box mac and cheese, but I was like, she don't put no dang on a salt pepper, and cheese or something, yeah, and then he, he made like, it was the best, damn, he was drunk as fuck, but, uh, he was drunk as fuck, Facebook. Uh, like I said, I'm here just 
working, macking, and hanging, pod connector. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> pod whisperer. Uh-huh. Maybe getting back in the game. If you okay. want me to spot, okay. talk my shit. Come on. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> bet, bet, bet. Okay, well, thank you so much. And, of course, y'all know me, Carefree Black Nerd, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. If you need to reach me, hit me up there. Use the hashtag CBN Movie Night when you're listening to this episode, when you're talking your shit with us. Um, also, email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com if you got something to say, a little more long form, you want to send a voice note. Um, give it all, give it all. Make sure to rate and review the show, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. Uh, SoundCloud, give me them hearts, hit them hearts and with them comments. And uh, just all around, support me. And I thank you guys for supporting me this far. This has been the season finale of season one of CBN Movie Night. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the hell away from not saying thank you to your partner. Because <laughs> your life will be better if you just say thank you to your damn partner. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's just talk tomorrow. But you're upset with me. It's not that big of a deal. I can't go to bed knowing that you're angry. Malcolm, I promise you, nothing productive is going to be said tonight. How do you know? Because I know you. What does that mean? And I love you. What does that mean? It means that you are literally incapable of de-escalating a situation unless it's work-related. And even then, it's 50-50. Why is it that anytime anything good happens in our lives, we have to find something? Anything, the most minor fucking detail to harp on. To make ugly, to ensure that there's no reason to fucking celebrate. Really? You want to go there? Yes. Okay. All right, then what is it? Your speech, Malcolm. Oh, give me a break. You're outside of your mind. When I said you found the most minor fucking detail to make it ugly, I meant it. You forgot to thank me, Malcolm. It's not a minor fucking detail, that's a big one. But I thanked you a million times before. You know that I'm thankful. You know that I'm appreciative. And you know I made a mistake, so why turn it into something more? Because... It is more. What? It's our entire fucking relationship in that show. Oh, you can't be serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> you're psychotic. And you're hyperbolic. I'm not. It's psychotic to think that forgetting to thank you is symbolic of anything other than me legitimately forgetting to fucking thank Malcolm, you. Malcolm, you thanked 112 fucking people tonight, okay? You thanked your mother, your gaffer, your agents, your third grade teacher, and the usher who worked at the theater when you were 12 years old and saw whatever the fuck. I didn't thank the damn usher. You know what I mean. Well, you don't have to be sarcastic and petty. I'm not just about this shit, all right, Marie? I'm sorry. I forgot to thank you. I am genuinely sorry, which is why I apologize to you a thousand fucking times during the movie. I mean, I felt so guilty I couldn't even concentrate on the movie. Oh, well, that's a shame. You've only seen it 7,000 times. But every time I'd lean over and I said, I'm sorry, you said it was fine. You squeezed my hand and said it was fine. You said, I love you. Don't worry. It's fine. Well, Malcolm, I changed my mind.